Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are tuning into the library with Tim Einico. Mike Zombie, Arab Music, the King of Chill, and DJ Premier are four producers that are responsible for the sound of my next guest's debut album, Flow Riot, which was released September 29th, 2017. She's from New York. She sings, she writes, she can play instruments. She's Tori Wolf, and I want to welcome her to the library to America. Welcome, Tori. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> I've seen the last come first. I've seen the first last. So, yeah. So, this first, uh, really, we we know you as Tori Wolf, uh, Tori with two eyes, but that yeah. wasn't always your performer performance name. Uh, you were Tori Rog, Tori with one eye. So, who was the artist Tori Rog compared to the artist Tori Wolf? And then, how did that change occur? Tori Rog kind of caught on from a radio DJ in San Diego when I lived there. She took it upon herself to start calling me that. And I, you know, I didn't really mind as much because I was kind of just playing music for fun and going to coffee shops with my guitar. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I just went with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a lot more of like a folky, you know, solo artist situation where I like then formed another band called that I called Wolf Prize which was with two other girls and it was a lot more of like low end minimal emotional kind of primal more in the direction of where I've been now and when I started to do my solo stuff, you know, like collaborating with DJ Premier, Matt Zombie, King of Chill, A-Rab Music, like moving on and expanding from Wolf Prize. I thought it would be neat to like, you know, keep the wolf with me, Mm. you know. So I went with Tori Wolf. I, I have two eyes because there's that structure in Japan called a Tori and when you walk through you're said to be pure and I always love that <laughs> uh, and I also like how two lowercase eyes side by side look like mm. androgynous people uh, and I like to I like how it would represent all of us equally being one why are you running away 
the when I when I interviewed uh, King of Chill, he said the first thing that he was impressed with was that you wrote your own music. Uh, I think he was kind of like in, um, in awe of that. Uh, with when you were in with the group, but also have you always written your own music? I mean, did writing kind of come naturally to you? Or did you have to work on it? Uh, and do you kind of remember the first set of lyrics that you wrote that you were just kind of blown away that you wrote them? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, it just happened naturally, you know? Like, um, I always, I started music with percussion and drums when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, moved into playing for, you know, bands. And this one girl that I was playing drums for she I don't know I just had shown her some of the things I was writing and I asked her if she wanted to sing it and I sang it for her sang her the song that I had written just to show her you know the way Mm -hmm. that I imagined it being sung and she was like oh why don't you just start singing and she and the whole band kind of reformed and like she pushed me to the front so I just started doing it more and more you know Mm-hmm. Did you did you have I mean did you have to work on kind of finding you know your own as you were learning as you were singing did you did your style stay the same or did you kind of work on having to find your own voice and own style Oh yeah totally I mean it's still ever evolving you know even listening to <clears throat> music that I had written years ago it's like I mean I could tell that it's me in there somewhere Right and the one thing that always coming through I would say is definitely the emotion Mm, the lyrical content changes but a lot of times I use different um, I'll jump into different like scenarios other people's life stories to kind of write as a jumping point from there you know but it's changed so much over the years like I went to a convention one time and this music supervisor he had told me, you know, because syncing is definitely something that I've always been into. Like, I, I love the idea of music being a part of a film. Um, and this guy said to me, he's like, you know, too many words. It's like too wordy. It's just too much, you know. And I just, for some reason, I never even thought about that. I thought, like, lyrics, you just have words, you know. Right, but then right. from there, I realized, like, I'm going to tone it down a little bit. It's not even about what I'm saying necessarily. And the less I feel like I say sometimes the more open the floor is for everyone to feel something. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of like using these words as these vehicles to get the emotion through. You know, it doesn't always have to mm-hmm. be like a ton of words. You know? Why, why, I guess, why, why do you, why do you, why do you write? I mean, um, is it kind of as a, you know, does it start out as like a, kind of partly as like a, maybe a quote unquote stress reliever or, uh, I mean, why do you write to create music versus, I guess having someone else write the lyrics for you. I don't know. That's a funny question. I have no idea. It's just <laughs> something that I do. Like it just is like it's just happening. Like it's not even something I'm choosing. You know, it's like um like I love like words and emotions and like playing with them melodically. And it just will come through my body and I just wanna I have to get it out of my body. Same way I have to like go to the bathroom or 
um, sweat or something. It's like right. it has to get out, and in and that's the form that it takes, you know. Right. You know, you you you, you talked about uh, your early career and kind of your early path. When when you first started in music, kind of how did you see your or how did you envision your your career path going? Uh, how is it different now than what you envisioned? But also, did you ever imagine like I'm going to work with a DJ DJ Premier or somebody like DJ Premier to make music? No, I never thought about that ever. I mean, mostly like I'm saying how it was like so natural where I would just make music on my own. And I felt kind of like, I felt kind of like, um, oh yeah, I have this idea for a song and yeah, like I would like to have these sounds like a guitarist or very simplistically, like my mind was working. I would be like, yeah, you know, I'll get this person to play it and then we'll go into a studio and maybe like record it. Like not ever really acknowledging a producer's role really thinking them as like being behind the board as like an engineer, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, and especially hip hop. Like, I mean, I never, I wasn't really into hip hop necessarily. I listened to oldies, like mostly, you know, growing up, right. if anything, like I have a weird relationship with music. I feel like it's not easy for me the way that like people can just listen to music. Like it's, it's not like I'm just sitting there listening to it as a listener. I'm always like, I feel involved in it and it's almost exhausting, you know, in a good way, you right. know? So it was more of like, I wanted to hear everything all the time, but not, not as much of like a, like a hip hop head or like a specific genre type of person. So, I mean, it's been so cool because, I've learned so much, you know, just in this small amount of time working with DJ Premier, like I've learned so much. What was that? What was that kind of, what was that? For, well, one, what did you know about uh, DJ Premier prior to meeting him or him approaching you? But then also what was that? What was, what, 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 what did you think when he first approached you about creating music? I mean, what was kind of your initial thoughts? I mean, like, did you think it was going to work or did you just say, Hey, let's just go with it. Let's try it. Well, um, I love, you know, a challenge in that sense, like being, you know, like showing up and seeing how something feels, seeing, like being open to whatever comes of it, you know? Mm. So I definitely didn't have any expectations because I don't even know what we were going in with. Like I have heard, things that he's created but he's also been all across the board you know and it wasn't right. until i started to work with him more that i would be able to point out his production you know like right. in a restaurant or like at a bar or something like even if it was completely different from one to the next week you could tell it was, it was supreme you know um right but yeah i didn't know i didn't know what would come of it I don't think he did either. You know, we just like sat there and it was like a, he was excited, I think, to try and go in a different direction than he normally does. And so was I. So we were both kind of like little babies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so did you have to, or or because of the direction you're going, did you have to change your, your writing style, your writing approach with working to premiere or would you have done that anyway where you're you're changing direction so you it would be just natural to change 
the, the well, artist way. it definitely was different because I'm used to writing songs. You know, like I I would use a guitar to find like the uh, I, I would have a melody or an idea of some sort, and I would use a guitar to to find it, the chords and the progression. But I, that's one of the things I was mainly excited about because I've always wanted to try creating where someone else comes with the music and it's just like my playground, you know, mm-hmm. to see like what it in, what it inspires in me to come up with and create from there instead of me starting with a melody and then like building the sound around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was the approach we took. He would sit there, you know, like come with um, a beat, like create a record sonically, a loop, and I would write to it. Is there, before, I, I, I want to uh, ask you, of course I want to talk a bit more about your uh, the debut album uh, and, and working with Premiere, but uh, through working with him, do you have like a, do you now have like a favorite Premiere track <laughs> that you kind of, you like, you, you've listened to or you, you've kind of grown on you since working with Premiere? It's really hard to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do really love I love a lot of the sounds that he's created. Anything that's like really dirty to me are my favorites. Like even like come clean, you know, there's like something about like the records that that are extra dirty for him. that are just like my favorite, you know, super simple and dirty, which is most of them. But, um, I don't know, like it, it, with our music, it was like, uh, one song, like one, probably shadows crawl is like, Mm. closest to like his signature sound that I love mm. in like coming from his hip hop side of things like and I I would like to go more in that direction you know like to the dirty beats I'm talking in my sleep when my shadows crawl out of me with the blind eye in my mouth why in my sleep. Tori, before we go on about uh, the actual music, one thing I, 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 you know, it's it's obviously one thing I like is that you you have tattoos, and I think that's great because obviously tattooing and uh, is obviously another form of art. So I was always curious: does your how do do those two art forms, the tattoos and your music, do they kind of play off of each other for you? Um, kind of does your, does a tattoo inspire a piece of music or does a piece of music inspire you to get a tattoo or a certain tattoo? Not in that way, but they are similar for me in my form of expression and the way that it's like, I'll feel like I really, like I feel like the amount of pain that I'll endure for something beautiful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that will last forever. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the same thing. Mm. You know, and you feel like empowered and strong and uh, closer to yourself, you know, in creating music. I feel that way. And in the same way, of just like wanting a piece of art and sitting through this pain, you know. Mm. Like a sound you hear that lingers in your ear, but you can't forget from sundown to sun. 
Uh, so I want to turn to your album, uh, Flow Ride. Uh, the first track off the, al- the, the album is called Every- Everlasting Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in terms of track placement, why, why did you want this track to start off the album? Kind of what mood did you want it to set for the rest of the album? Well, Prem is all about the placement, you know. Okay. He's like very specific about it, and he thinks about it as like a side A, side B type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Everlasting Peace is the first song that we've ever created together, and I think that was a big reason why he put that as number one. Yeah. And the Marlena Shaw sample, where it's like California, you know kind of going into it it just all made sense you know your your vocals on uh Big Big Trouble are backed up by kind of a, a digital symphony, which I'm a huge fan of because I really like violins in music. Uh, oh, yeah. And especially when they're used in that kind of non, you know, traditional classical music sense. Uh, for you, yeah. what, was, what was the mission of this track and kind of what was also the collaboration process? Uh, I think you mentioned it before, but did you hear the music prior to writing it or did you write the track and then hear the music? No, that was that track was... Um we made that track we, we did that all together that was one of the quickest ones quickest ones always come out the best I feel like <laughs> somehow <laughs> this is like there's not too much it's not overdone in any way like I while he was building the beat I was sitting there writing it just came to me immediately and like usually he'll write it and then I'll have the beat and then I'll like come back with the song by the morning mm-hmm. but in this one specifically it was like right away he was like all right i'll bounce it to you and you could listen to it you know we'll come back in the morning and i was like just throw me in (laughs) (laughs) it was really it was really fun and um there was a lot of emotion in that song you know in that moment yeah and and the strings i love the most you know like i love i agree with you completely and that uh just how suspenseful and haunting you know (laughs) yeah and there's something about so so for me big big trouble was this like really intense kind of you know your vocals the music just kind of this really intense track that also kind of pumps you up <laughs> you know in a way as a listener mm-hmm. but then you get to the the next track body which i feel like totally not in a bad way but totally slows it down yeah well i mean i know you mentioned that preem does the track placement but for you why why put those tracks back to back but also when you heard that what was your how did you feel when you heard like you know those two tracks back to back well those body's another one of my favorite ones on the album so i kind of like how it was there together mm-hmm. but i do understand what you mean it's like Body is definitely, I mean, the way, the content of the song is cool because it's like, um, I like how going from Big Big Trouble, it's very lustful and talking, it's a very sexual song for me. 
mm-hmm. and then I think going right into body, it's also sexual, but it's more sensual. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. It's like a resolve to the one before it, you know, where you feel that animalistic energy, and then maybe it could like turn into a more sensual thing once everything calms down a little bit. Were you, were these tracks when you when you wrote the tracks were they kind of written back back to back as well or were no no uh-uh. well because body was with Arab right uh, I wrote that one in L A and then big big trouble what came later mm. on the track uh, I wait forever in a day uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of your track professing your love to some, for somebody. How much of this track is autobiographical, and then uh, also at the same token, how much is this album about you, or or, or you, do you feel like you're also speaking for others? Yeah, in most of these songs, it's, I'm coming from another perspective. Mm, it's easy for me to jump into put emotion into somebody else's. Uh, I don't know what it is how this happens but it's pretty much the same always like mm-hmm. I'd wait forever in a day for you for example to me is from the perspective of a person who is somebody's secret it's not autobiographical but it's like um, someone singing or someone explaining how like they'll always be there but they don't and their but their frustration at the same time of like being the other person you know being the affair mm. and you know a, a lot of these times big big trouble it's all come from me getting to know someone else's place in wherever they're at in their life and then I put it into song form and like I guess put my own understanding and emotion into it but it's kind of like an empathetic style of writing Are you, are you just, I mean, are you kind of gotten to the point where you just are always constantly thinking of lyrics or song ideas as you, no matter what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always been like that. Like, especially with like wordplay and stuff. Not even, it doesn't even always have to be a song. Just like always thinking about, you know, like I'm definitely always the one with like the corny word jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. (laughs) So, so does that mean? I mean, are you are you like a person that like walks around with a I don't know a notebook, or or is it just more like you know something on your phone that you you know you take a minute to yeah, write? Yeah, my phone. Honestly, like I'm really grateful for this telephone that we have these days because <laughs> I used before the iPhone, I used to carry around a voice recorder mm-hmm. because it's more about like ideas off the top. Like once I start to write it, that's like a. I mean, that's really good too. But right. I'd like to at least get my ideas out with my voice first and then move into, like, the writing part. But um, 
Yeah, this one time, though, I had a voice recorder where, like, everything ever was on it. I was so into it. And then I started to, like, sing songs onto it and then put them on a computer and then, like, harmonize with myself. Like, I started getting all (laughs) crazy with these, like, voice recorder. And then I started to make it into this, like, live diary situation. And then my house got robbed and the recorder got stolen. And I was, like, so mortified. So I've been, like, kind of, I mean, that was, like, years ago, you know? Right. But I'm like always hesitant to like actually record things, super personal things, even though I want to. But it's like as soon as it's on there, that's it. You know? Right. It's permanent. Floating yeah. in the air, in the airwaves <laughs> somewhere. Right. I want to talk about another uh, uh, the track of "Free" is a uh, is the only track on the album that has a feature. The feature is Malcolm Moore. How did that kind of collaboration come together? And I guess why or, or was it purposeful that you would you you wanted only kind of one feature on the album, or did you want more? Or did um, you want none? I mean, I'm now moving into this direction. Like I've been working on new stuff with Mike Zombie, where I feel like. I think it's just so cool. Like, I'm really excited to do more collaborations where I'm, it's like less, it's like more, um, more collaborative, I guess, equally, uh, where there's a feature and then I'm singing and Mike's got his like crazy sounds going. (laughs) And, um, it almost feels like this like style that I want to move into, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, more features to me. feels exciting. But that specific song, Free, um, we were on tour. Uh oh. Herbie. We were on tour in. <laughs> <laughs> little baby head. <laughs> He's just staring at me this whole time, like, pay attention to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. We met in Japan uh, on tour. Macklemore was also touring around Japan at the same time. So I guess it's like this kind of thing where like people just go to each other's shows and like hang mm-hmm. out on stage, right? Which I don't know if it's like more of like a hip hop vibe or what, but it felt like that. Like ASAP Ferg was there, Macklemore's there, like, and we played in Shibuya, and everyone was kind of just standing on stage. <laughs> um, and then so we went and did that at Macklemore's shows too, and and started to talk and hang. Like he saw me perform and was into it, and. Um, we were just talking about like, oh yeah, you know, like maybe we could do, maybe we could do a song with him, you know, and Preem ended up sending him a few songs and then he chose to do Free and he Mm -hmm. was in, he just recorded it at his, uh, his place in Seattle and sent it back to us and I love it so much. Like I love the way, what he, what he's speaking about in the verse. So good. We all become an archive. Oh yeah, we all die. But how do we spend our time? Like a with the false pride. Fuck greatest to all time. Ego got the people that bite mind that in hog tie. I'ma wake up in the morning praying, doing yoga in that order. Keep my spirit open so I can handle the fall lines. Cause the earth be shaking, y'all. Free. I ain't listen what they hating on. You gotta step into the ring with Satan, dog. My spawn partner is the devil that I train with God. Legend haymakers and I can't play the wall. Bare knuckles in these clubs gotta take So when you, when you said Preem sent him a few songs, these were, these were songs that were kind of essentially done in the way where your lyrics were on them as well? Yeah. Free was done. Yeah, it was a few songs that were already 
done that. And we were like, oh, I could totally see uh, a feature. Okay. And the dogs are wilding. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was. It was one that I definitely could see a feature happening on. So okay. we sent a few over like that, and then he chose. He chose that one. So do you have to when when you when you're writing and you have a sense that you know Mac someone like anyone I mean these songs the idea of the song so that they'll have a feature on them are you still writing yourself like for yourself are you still writing a complete song or are you just kind of writing only know that you're writing like two verses so to say because a third verse yeah would be... I start with a complete song and then it's like you know from there if um, we could always scale back you know what I mean and then have like different versions and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, like like I was saying, some of these new records that I've been working on, I have more of like the feature style in mind. So I am kind of leaving more space, but we're also like making them longer instead. You know. One, two, three, four. I, I want to turn to the last track, which is kind of my favorite track on the album, uh, Moscow. It's just you and the guitar, right? Uh, it's the only track that's also produced by you on the album. Um, so, and, and as a listener, I hear this song, and I'm like, this seems like kind of the most personal and maybe even most significant track on the album for you. Is is that the case in this for this for this track? Or if not, like, what's the importance of this track for you overall? Well, that one's tough because, like, I mean, I wrote that song, um, I guess. When did I write it, I wonder? Oh, that was, like, one of the only positive, like, happy songs I'd ever written before. It was, like, um, came from a, a beautiful place where, like, my parents my parents are still together and they're cute and in love and they had explained to me during one of my first like hard times in love they were explaining to me how I don't have to worry because I come from good love so Mm. I'll always be like you know I'll always be made of good love you know what I mean right yeah so that was like really inspiring and I went with that on the song kind of just like it was the same thing though like where I would go from other people's perspectives of how like maybe more like how I would be like heroic in their lives if they felt like they couldn't feel good like I'll carry it and I'll I'll be the good love in the situation you know right I played that for them and as a few so like a, uh, in the studio one time like right in the beginning and we just we filmed it and recorded it and we were like yeah maybe we could because it was still kind of up in the air like how we would make this album you know and it was the kind of thing where I was like yeah I'll bring in some of my songs that I've written recently and we could work with those too maybe we could build them out and produce them you know but then it was like nah like this is cool how it is we could just make new things together too you know Cause I wanna go wherever you go Yeah, I wanna go 
so what for for this track? I mean, how? And you kind of answered it, but how how was kind of that the recording session similar, but also different for the track Moscow? How how was it different? Like yeah, the writing style. Well, just even the recording process. So I I have this weird vision that for me I I have this vision that you and I probably am totally wrong that you just kind of like kicked everyone out of the studio <laughs> and just you know wanted to be by yourself and like listen you know play this song and record this track. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like <clears throat> it's kind of like that in a way, but it's more from the beginning side of it where. I came in like that and then blossomed. But it's similar because it's like how you think about it every single way. You always come in how you go out, you know, like in the same way of like death and and being born, you know, like no hair, no teeth. It's like I came into that studio not knowing anything but like my own self as much as I could have up until that point with my music. So I came in there with my songs that I'd already written on the guitar and I was, and then, you know, I think that that's the irony of it being the very last track on the album. It's like, you know, I came in there like that. And then this is, that's like who I am in my raw form, Mm -hmm. but this is what we did together, you know? Right. Uh, Tori, I have one more question. Uh, What is your, I guess there's two questions, but what is your absolute favorite thing about singing? And then what is your absolute favorite thing about playing the guitar? Um, honestly, I don't have like the best relationship with the guitar. Like I feel really grateful that I play it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily, it's not like the greatest feeling of all times for me. It's like a facilitator mm-hmm. <laughs> of me getting my ideas and emotions out. Whereas like with singing, I feel the closest to home or whatever that means ever, you know, like I go into a completely different space, different like plane of existence. And in that space, you know, time doesn't exist. Nothing exists. It's like, it's like I have this ability to escape or not even escape because escaping sounds like you're like running away from something, but it's like to like travel out of this world, you know, for a moment, Um, which is really, can be really euphoric and also like exhausting and like really tired, like sad, like so many, it's so emotional in so many ways, but like ultimately it's like everything. Right. Mm, the guitar sometimes for some reason even the sound of it like makes me feel annoyed a little bit it's weird it's like my younger sibling or something even though i actually <laughs> love my younger sibling the most. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's a hard comparison but you know what i mean like how yeah, people yeah. are like oh, yeah like an annoying little whatever there's like some sort of energy between the guitar and me um the drums feel really good like when i'm performing and singing and playing the drums at the same time oh man it's like so primal it makes me feel like like an like a a caveman or something you know it's Mm -hmm. like the best and it mm, i my voice and everything like my, my singing is different i guess with the guitar too when i'm singing on the guitar i'm a lot more docile and um sullen but with my 
when I'm playing the drum and singing, it's a lot more guttural and like more about like where I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think they're all really important and special. It's just different relationships, you know? Right. Uh, her new album is Flowride, produced by Mike Zombie, Arab Music, The King of Chill, and DJ Premier. She's Tori Wolf. Uh, get the album. And uh, Tori, thank you so much for joining me on the library today with Tim Ryan and Cal. Thank you. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry! 
Deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.